get funky monkey welcome to the saint canard files of dark wind up podcast i'm your host will santana and i'm mike russo and some people grow up and some just grow older <laughs> hey what's going on mike um i'm good will i'm good um how have you been uh, I've been pretty good, man. Just watching the NBA playoffs and then, uh, you know, getting ready for this episode we're going to review today. And I know you don't like this one at all. Not even a single bit, probably. <laughs> yeah, that's 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 putting it mildly. Um, <laughs> but I'm glad things are good with you. Um, I'm, I just recently watched the second episode of Loki. I know you're waiting to watch the whole thing. So, yeah, I think you're going to enjoy it. But yeah, like a six week wait, don't you? Yeah, I'm gonna wait a little bit, man. Uh, but I saw that uh, the ratings were so high for Loki, uh, and it dropped on a Wednesday instead of a Friday, like all their other um, Disney Plus originals. And, and yeah, because they're... of that, they're gonna mm-hmm. change the release dates of all their shows to Wednesdays now. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, Go. to me, it makes sense though. It's in the middle of the week. People are home. They're cooking. You know getting ready for work, kids getting ready yeah. for school. You know, to me, it makes sense. It was also nice to have something to look forward to on a Friday, though. But I guess mm-hmm. something in the middle of the week is kind of nice, too, on hump day, isn't it? Yeah. But, uh, Mike, man, a lot of people know us only for Darkwing. Um, some people will say, you know, you, you talk the Muppets quite a bit, and maybe right. Muppet Babies, too. And people will obviously also know me for um, Transformers. But I wanted to, like, just discuss a little bit before we get into this episode, because I got a feeling you're going to blow by this episode because you're not a fan of it. Perhaps. (laughs) Yeah. So um, let's talk a little bit about some of our favorite cartoons, 80s, 90s, could be even 2000s if you want to go there. Um, But let's stay away from Disney Afternoon a little bit. You cool with that? Yeah, I'm not going to mention a single Disney Afternoon show or Disney show, period. I'm not even going to bother. Okay, all right, go for it. You want to start us off? I mean, you don't have to go into any order. You can go, you don't have to start in the 80s, 70s. It's totally up to you, man. Sure, okay, so I'll start. Um, here's one I don't think gets enough love. Uh, 90s show, uh, Nickelodeon. Um, I really like, I like that, I still like it now. I really enjoyed Rocco's Modern Life. Oh, okay. I... I know Red and Stimpy gets all the attention for being very edgy and very grown up. Mm-hmm. But I think Rocco's Modern Life did a better job of looking like a kid show while still getting away with some really, really crazy stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, if you haven't seen it, I really think you should rewatch it. Uh, amazingly, it holds up really well. It's kind of like a more adult SpongeBob. Mm-hmm. Um, th- that's a fun show. That's probably next to Ren and Stimpy, which I, it's a harder show to watch these days, considering the creator is not a nice person. Um, but I'd say Rocco's one of my favorite of the old Nicktoon shows. Okay. I recommend it. If, if anybody hasn't watched it, give that one a shot. That one's fun. Okay. Um, I guess, you know, I, I, I'm not going to get into reviewing them, but I, I just yeah. want to name, I'm a name drop. Oh, some. sure. Yeah. Uh, I, uh, I used to watch Heathcliff a lot. Um, uh, the Ventures of Tintin. Um, I watched Heathcliff. Oh, you did? <laughs> uh, Beast Wars and Beast Machines, uh, Pro Stars, Captain N. I believe that's what it was called, Captain N. It was like Captain a, 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 the Game Master, yeah. Yeah, and the Game Master, yeah. Uh, Thundercats. Um, I was all over the place. Smurfs. Uh, I'm trying to think of like more not mainstream stuff. Uh, yeah. I, I mean, if you could think of something, go ahead. You can cut me In- off too. Inspector Gadget. <laughs> 
Oh, I used to love Inspector Gadget, Doctor Claw. <laughs> were, you, were you old enough for He Man? Yeah, definitely. I used to love He Man, oh, but you know what? He Man has not aged well to me. I tried it maybe Dude, a couple of months ago. It has not aged well. Has not aged well at all. I had all the toys. I know I watched it religiously, but it has not aged well. Nope. GI Joe somewhat has aged well. Somewhat has aged bad. Um, when I was rewatching GI Joe, you know, it was kind of cool to see the whole military stuff, especially since I was in the military. Yeah, of course. But when I'm rewatching, I'm like, does anybody ever gets hit? You know, all those laser shots and stuff. It, it was the eighties. The old the Star 80s. Wars. No one, you know, no one could get hurt in the eighties. Um, <laughs> honestly, with the exception of the Disney stuff and Garfield and Friends, mm-hmm. a lot of what I watched in the eighties, I don't think I would ever go back now and watch. I think a lot of it wasn't very good. I mean, I watched a lot of stuff. He-Man. I did watch Thundercats. I watched, um, what else did I watch? I watched Dennis the Menace and Inspector Gadget and Heathcliff. And I can't imagine myself ever going back and watching any of that. I don't know how much of it really holds up. Um, but Garfield and Friends definitely does. I liked Garfield and Friends a lot. What about the even older stuff like the Flintstones and the Jetsons? Would you go back and watch that stuff? Maybe the Flintstones. I am not a big fan of the Hanna-Barbera stuff. No. Uh, you know I mention him a lot. Like, of course he worked mm-hmm. on Hanna-Barbera. I don't like a lot of what they did. I think a lot of their stuff is pretty terrible. Um, the Flintstones, I would say, is the one thing they did that's still pretty good. Mm-hmm. Um, but I am a much bigger fan of stuff that's even older than that. Uh, Bugs Bunny, Daffy Duck, Tom and Jerry. Uh, those are some of my favorite cartoons. All right, I'm going to throw you a curveball real quick, Mike, before we get into the episode, because you, yeah. we, we just mentioned something and it made me think of something. Um, one of my all-time favorite cereal does not exist anymore, um, and it's because we just said the Flintstones that made me think of it. I used to love Dino Pebbles. Um, oh, my oh, God, I was yeah. so obs- I was obsessed with that cereal. What? What made that special? I had that, but I forgot all about it. Were there marshmallows in it? It was the marshmallows, man. <laughs> because they still have it with marshmallows. They have um marshmallow pebbles. It's the same thing as the fruity pebbles, but it does have marshmallows in it. Yeah, the Dino Pebbles wasn't fruity though. It was kind of like more of a uh I would say like a a raisin brand type cereal, but without the raisins and then it had the marshmallows. Oh, uh, okay. Yeah, I used to love it, man. And then I remember the Smurfs had a pretty good cereal. Smurfs had that kind of cereal that was mm-hmm. so fruity it knocked you down. Apparently, oh, yeah. the the I don't know if you ever heard this about the Smurf cereal. The food coloring on the cereal was so strong it would come out when you went to the bathroom. Oh yeah, I heard about that. And they I had think... a re- and apparently they had to recall it because of that. I heard some people had that problem with Crunch Berries. They said that uh, Crunch Berry makes her poop green. <laughs> and we're talking about poop now on uh, uh, St. Canard Files. <laughs> <laughs> well, Darkwing isn't really a show that you mention that, do you? But I think the Smurf Berries were blue, so nobody wants blue poop. <laughs> yeah, man. Uh, I used to like Cookie Crisp. I don't like it anymore, though. It doesn't taste the same. When they had the uh, the Cookie Crisp robber and the Cookie Crisp cop on the there. Cookie Crook, yeah. Yeah, the Cookie you know Crook. What, you know what, Cyril, I feel that way about? Every Halloween when they put out the monster cereal again. Count Chocula was mine. It, it, never, <laughs> it never tastes as good as it did when I was a kid. Yeah. Like, Frankenberry, again, would knock you down with that berry smell when you open the bag. Mm-hmm. It still smells good, but it tastes like cardboard. 
Okay, so we talked some cartoons. You know, I didn't want to bring up Transformers. Everybody knows I love Transformers. Uh, you know, I, we mentioned some serials here. Um, Mike, let's get into this episode. What episode are we talking about today, man? Hooray! We're talking about Paint Misbehaving. Um, anybody curious about where that title comes from? It's actually a jazz song called Ain't Misbehaving from 1929. That's going back. Oh, I did not know that. So this one is notable because it's the return of a villain. Which villain comes back in this episode, Will? Uh, Miss Splatter Phoenix. Hooray. Uh, hooray and no, because this is like, this ain't the real Splatter Phoenix. This is like Splatter Phoenix 99.0 or something. <laughs> <laughs> not even. Uh, she's, yeah. This is, this is not a return that was really worth waiting for. Not like Taurus Bulba was, that's for sure. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So, Mike, man, let's get into that production air date order. So this one aired uh, Saturday, October twenty fourth, nineteen ninety two. Uh, it was eighty fourth by production number, and our story editor this time was Doug Langdale again. Mm-hmm. He has a few more up his sleeve still, and a new writer, which might explain a few things. Um. His name is Matt Wheats. It's spelled U-I-T-Z. I think that's Wheats. I have nothing on him about birth dates or if he's still alive or anything. Uh, nothing on IMDb. Uh, the only other Darkwing episode he wrote was Malice's Restaurant, which is infinitely better than this one. It's still not great, but it's mm-hmm. much, much better. Um, this writer started in 82. Pretty much writing the stuff you would expect scooby-doo richie rich punky brewster rambo you mentioned it funny enough he also wrote captain and the game master Mm -hmm. um a lot of stuff and darkwing seems to be the best thing he wrote for even though this episode isn't very good out of all the things he wrote darkwing would be the one thing i would say hey that's really good Mm -hmm. so gives you an idea he hasn't written anything since 1997 so I don't know if he passed away or he just stopped writing or no one would hire him anymore. Um, so that's it. That's our writer, Matt Wheats. And animation, it's Hanho again, and it's a very it's a very bored, lifeless Hanho. I don't mm. think the animation is very good. It's just kind of there. Mm. How do you feel about it? No, I, I didn't like the animation. There was one scene that kind of popped to me. It was uh, a scene where Darkwing, uh, he was with uh, Gauze as Quivering, and like his mask kept flashing different colors. It was like pink, and then it was purple because of the lighting. I Yeah, I know what scene you're talking about. And mm-hmm. yeah, there's a scene where the colors and shading, they change like crazy throughout the scene. Mm-hmm. It's, it's a little sloppy. Um, I think everyone's just kind of getting lazy. Um, this episode just seems like a rush job. Like nobody really cared about what was coming out. That's just a, that's the feeling I get. There's a lot of weird stuff in this one that I'll point out. Um, so yeah, paint misbehaving splatter Phoenix is back. Do you want to start talking about it? All right, let's get into the plot, man. We got, um, we got an old lady and she's being robbed, but, uh, it turns out it's not really happening. It's Gosling. She's reading a comic. Yeah, um, one thing I noticed is this episode makes a lot of use out of, like, background characters from older episodes. Mm-hmm. The same old lady and the thug who are fighting when this one begins are also fighting in Let's Get Respectable. 
Mm-hmm. Remember when Darkwing shows up, he goes, I'm going to tell your mother on you. Yeah. Um, these are the same two characters. But yeah, yeah, yeah. This is Goslin's comic. Uh, what superhero shows up? Uh, it was called Duck or something? No, Death Scooter. Death Scooter, okay. Yeah. Uh, do you have any ideas who this could be based on? I'm thinking maybe Ghost Rider. Ghost Rider? Well, I, fl- I can see the that. Flaming, the flaming head, head definitely. Mm-hmm. But I'm okay. trying to think of superheroes that had crazy amounts of guns. And I just keep thinking Ghost Rider a little bit. Yeah, but this character is definitely Goslin all day. You can tell that's the type of comic she would read. Yeah, this is <laughs> definitely her kind of thing. Um, then Darkwing comes in and is talking about his favorite superhero, Captain Virtue. I'm going to guess that's Captain America. Yeah. <laughs> back when nobody cared about Captain America. Mm-hmm. Um, and it- and then LP shows up with his comic. <laughs> Who is his favorite superhero comic? Was it uh, Frankie the Ferret? Yeah, whose special powers is friend power. I don't know. I expect better from Launchpad. I think he's into better superheroes than this. Launchpad isn't that lame. Yeah. <laughs> it does have a few jokes on it that are, that are laughing, but I, I, I'm with you, though. He He can do better than that. Yeah, come on, Launchpad. Get with it. Yeah. So... Where are they all off to? Uh, they're off to a uh, comic con. Yes, they're off to a comic book convention, but Goslin is not going as herself. No, nah, she's going as Quiverwing. She's going out as Quiverwing Quack. Mm-hmm. And here's my big question. One thing that actually really aggravates me about this episode. What's that? Where is Honker? Uh, I have. He he's supposed to be here. And. Okay, for two reasons. First of all, he's the Arrow Kid. He's Quiverwing's sidekick. Mm-hmm. He should be here. But and secondly, then, who's the, the villain? villain? Splatter, so he's got to be here. Who defeated <laughs> Splatter Phoenix? The Hawk Man. They did him so dirty. He should be in this episode. Yep. Like, absolutely. Like, the fact that he's not in it actually hurts it. It's a disrespect, man. Yeah, considering we're not even going to see him anymore, it makes me wish he was in this one. Yeah. So this whole episode now, you got Goslin as Quiverwing, Darkwing was the with the bruised ego, and they're pretty much going at it the entire episode. Mm-hmm. I'm not a fan of it. I know you told me they had it's it's funny in spots, mm-hmm. but I think they're so like mean to each other. Like remember how Quiverwing Quack left off, where Darkwing admitted she was good at what she did, mm-hmm. but here he's like so angry that she's doing any of this. He's so like. I don't know. I don't like it. I just don't. I'm okay with it because it's like she's getting more of the attention. She's up and coming, you know? So I'm okay with it, but I'm not going to go as far as say, I love this episode, Mike. I'm not going to go that far, okay? Trust me. You'll you'll see my (laughs) score at the end. (laughs) So Splatter Phoenix comes back. We do meet her again. Mm -hmm. Big knock against Splatter Phoenix. She's a mess in this one for a variety of reasons. Um, The First one, and I think one of the biggest ones, is Danny Schall is not voicing her in this one. And that's a huge, time. that's a huge shame. Yeah. Um, an actress named Andrea Martin, um, who has a really, really big career, actually, not just a voice actor. Um, she was born in 47. She's a writer and actress. Um, she starred and wrote a series called SCTV that I'm not familiar with, but apparently it's pretty popular. Um She's also well-known recently for starring in the Big Fat Greek Wedding movies. Um, and she's 
voice acting since 88, but she was rarely in more than like one or two episodes of various shows. Um, among the Disney stuff she's done, uh, Goof Troop, Timon and Pumbaa, Hercules, Recess. Um, she was Ron Stoppable's mom in King Possible. She's still active, but I'm just not feeling her as Splatter Phoenix. How about you? Uh, I'm not feeling her either. I'm not even feeling the character because last time Splatter had like dialogue that I couldn't even understand her like 90% of the episode. In this episode, I understand everything she says pretty much. Yeah, and the stuff she says that's hard to understand mostly just seems like nonsense. Mm-hmm. Um, in Brush with Oblivion, she was very threatening. She was taken very seriously. She knew what she was doing. She was competent, and she didn't really take any pratfalls or injuries until the very end when they defeated her. So she seemed like a really legit threat. Mm-hmm. This Splatter Phoenix is a buffoon. Yeah. Like, she's, like, ridiculous. She's talking like an idiot. Her minions keep attacking her. Yeah, so she doesn't even have, like, that kind of power like she did last time because, you know, her minions are attacking her, so it makes her seem kind of weak, you know? They don't even listen to her. Yeah, and she's, like, coming up with the most ridiculous things, pumpkin dogs and helicopter cats. Mm-hmm. It's, and every time she tells them to attack, they jump on her and attack her. She just wants to – her goal in this one is to destroy lowbrow art. So she keeps going after things that she can mess up. Mm-hmm. Her first target is the Motel Art Auction, where we see Webra Walters. I forgot she's in this one. But she doesn't sound like Webra Walters. She doesn't talk like Webra Walters. Whoever put her in here probably had no idea who this character even was. <laughs> so Splatter comes in, changes some of the artwork. She turns the dogs playing poker into dog skeletons playing poker, and she steals the money. Yeah, she turned one of the paintings into like a Medusa or something, wasn't it? Yeah, like a, like a duck Medusa. And then there was a mm-hmm. crying clown. She made it into like this demonic clown. Quacker Jack would probably like that. Yeah. And then she attacks the bank, and she turns it into like this twisted like Swiss cheese looking bank. Like, she's doing these weird things just to be weird, and I'm just not feeling it. Yeah, it had no purpose, really, man. She was just doing it. Yeah, like, she's lost all of, like, her likability and all of, like, what made her special. Now she's just weird. Mm -hmm. Uh, We go to the comic book convention where Darkwing finds out that Goslin's picture is much, much bigger on the marquee. Yeah. What a lot of this episode reminds me of, actually, is the Bugs Bunny and Daffy Duck rivalry where Bugs is popular and doesn't have to do anything to be popular. And no matter how much Daffy tries, everybody just walks right past him and totally disrespects him. <laughs> I, I get that vibe from this. There's, there's a cartoon where Daffy gets out of the cab, looks up at the theater marquee, and Bugs Bunny's name is huge and his name is tiny. That's exactly the joke they're doing here. Like throughout this episode where Darkwing is like, he has such a, he has such a career. Goslin had only one adventure but everybody loves her. Yeah. And, and he can't get any love. <laughs> yeah, they um, they're they're running all over him just to get to her to get her uh I don't, get her autographs and stuff. I don't know if you were paying attention as well as I was, but in every crowd scene, the two nerds from Cleanliness is Next to Badliness are in every single scene, even if it makes no sense. The one chunky kid from that episode is wearing a Darkwing cape, even though he's totally snubbing Darkwing. So that doesn't make any sense. 
but they go up to they go up to Launchpad. What do they ask him? Uh, the, I can't remember what they asked him. What Gizmo Duck is really like? Oh yeah, the Gizmo Duck reference. That's right. Nice to have him reference. This is the last Gizmo Duck reference ever, pretty much. Um, so what happens next, Will? Uh, Splatter. She shows up and uh, no, no, no. She's altering a billboard. Yes, and then she spots the comic book convention. Yeah. I did miss a Darkwing entrance. He says, um, I am the pencil that breaks from signing too many autographs. Oh, yeah, that was uh, earlier from the when they were at the con and at the line, right? Outside yeah, when of he's the line. trying to impress everybody and when they run mm-hmm. past him and they turn him into street pizza. Yeah, and the fans, they keep reminding Darkwing he's like yesterday news, man. He, he's not liking that one bit. Yeah, the kid goes, he's yesterday's news. And Darkwing goes, he's yesterday's news, stupid kid. <laughs> <laughs> and then LP uh, spots his, uh, his hero. It's Frankie Ferret, a guy in a costume. Yeah, terrible costume at that. <laughs> yeah, like I was saying before, those two kids like were outside with Darkwing. Then they were outside with Goslin, outside with Launchpad. They walk past him in the convention center. And then when Launchpad goes to Frankie Ferret, the two nerds are there too. There's like a whole convention full of just these two kids. If you really pay attention, they're in almost every shot. Okay, yeah, I got to rewatch that. I-, I didn't catch that. And the weirdest background character... There's this one shot where you see a bunch of them, and there's a human nerd from A Star is Scorned. A human hmm. being is in the crowd. <laughs> um, okay, so Splatter brings to life a giant toaster-headed pink gorilla. Because mm-hmm. this episode isn't weird enough. Yeah. And uh, Darkwing, uh, he stepped on twice by the gorilla. Darkwing spends his entire fight just getting flattened by things. I think he gets crushed four times. Four times, and then he got hit with the toes, too, didn't he? Yeah, which smushes him against the wall. <laughs> yeah, so Darkwing and Goslin are arguing about which one of them should... Goslin's doing a better job than Darkwing. He just keeps getting crushed. But, you know, his ego is too big. Mm-hmm. So sh- Splatter runs away, and they follow her. Yeah, so they follow her, um, but they're arguing as they're, they're, they're uh, chasing her. She gets away. Yeah. So they're arguing. So they're still trying to follow her, and Darkwing sees a flying pocket watch that she painted and starts to follow it. And then he gets eaten by a crocodile tank hybrid. (laughs) But but I think there was an error here, because when he got out of the tank, the crocodile tank, he says there's three, but I saw four. He says, yeah, he says, you think I'm scared by by one crocodile tank hybrid? Three more show up, and he goes, three crocodile tank hybrids? But there are four of them. Yeah, there's four. <laughs> yeah, so like I said, this episode's a mess. Um, so yeah, Goslin tries to use her net arrow, but it falls on her in launch pad, but she claims it's defective. It was just her with bad aim. So nice one, Goslin. Mm-hmm. And Darkwing uses grappling hook to escape from yeah, the t- he, crocodile tanks. He flies it on, what is he, flying on a blimp with the grappling hook? And he yeah. crashes into the building and the bricks fall on the crocodiles and... Yeah, things just happen in this episode for, like, no reason. Like, nothing's very... Nothing nothing that's catching my attention in this one. Um, So they find her hideout. This is the scene where I don't know if this is the one you're talking about, where the lighting and shadows keep changing constantly. Mm -hmm. The characters keep changing colors. Is this the one you were telling me about? Yeah, this is what I'm talking about. Yeah, um, so that's weird. And they notice her in the window, so they go inside to fight her. 
And what happens? A, a big fight scene. The rest of the episode is pretty much one long fight. Yeah, they they jump in, they shoot the arrows, and he shoots the gas gun. They're they're missing. She um she re, she draws more cats and dogs to chase them, but the the they, cats they were flying. Again, yeah, yeah, and they they use turpentine to get uh, rid of the dogs and cats. Again, things just keep happening. Like just this is just one like ten minute fight. Yeah, she then makes. I, she uh, paints Octobunny, an Octobunny, right? yeah. <laughs> um, I do think it's kind of clever. I'm not sure how clever, though. Launchpad gets knocked into some paint cans, and when he crawls out, he goes, did I miss the fight again? And the Octobunny grabs him. He goes, no, oh, goody. <laughs> okay, I guess. Mm. It's, a, it's a comment on how much Launchpad misses the fights. Yeah. Um, but they use, they use turpentine on it. They, they melt the bunny, too. Goslin yeah. uses her can opener arrow to help Darkwing open it. Yeah, this is the first time they worked together on this episode, not fighting. Earlier they had agreed to work together, but it lasts like five seconds. Yeah. <laughs> so Darkwing chases Splatter Phoenix outside. Now remember this, they're going outside. Mm-hmm. He runs at her with his arms stretched out like he's going to take off and start flying. I don't know. Um, but as soon as she gets over to him, she paints him to look like the Cubist Darkwing from mm-hmm. uh, Brush with Oblivion. Remember that? Mm-hmm. So she paints him. He grabs the brush. He turns himself into Captain Virtue. The pink gorilla shows up again and grabs Darkwing. And after the commercial break, for somehow, they're back inside the warehouse. Uh, I didn't catch that, Mike. Dang. Um, I mean, it's implied it's the same scene. Like, that, not much mm-hmm. time has passed. But they were outside when the commercial started. They're inside when it ends. Yeah, and then this time uh, she paints him like a like a grandma, right? It's a painting called Whistler's Mother. Okay. So that's actually a reference to a specific painting. Yeah, she paints him as Whistler's Mother. Then Goslin paints herself as Death Scooter and stops the gorilla. Yeah, she tore the gorilla up. <laughs> and then Splatter paints Darkwing as this big abstract blotch. Mm. Which it, it looks neat when it's in close-up. With all the colors swirling, but then when you see him in a long shot, he looks like just a big blob. And, and then, um, um, then Splatter paints her hero. Uh, what was his name? Like Surreal or something? Surreal Man. Surreal Man. Okay. Yeah, his head is a is a hand. Um, he has a hat floating above him. There are hands all over his suit. Um, I wish they would have done more with the idea, but all he does is suck up Goslin in his umbrella at when she's Death Scooter and spits her back out, and she's just quivering again. Yeah. So and then Launchpad. L- L- yeah, yeah, he comes into play. LP comes into play. <laughs> uh, what does he do? He he paints uh, Frankie Ferret. Frankie Ferret kind of sounds like Mr. Rogers. <laughs> you know how Mr. Rogers would come out and be like, will you be my friend? Uh, that's pretty much what Frankie Ferret's doing. I think it's Hal Rail, at least according to IMDb. He's in the credits, so I'm I'm gonna believe it. So Frankie Ferret makes friends with Surreal Man, and the two of them go walking off into the sunset together. Basically, yeah. he uses friend power to befriend Surreal Man, and then just things just start happening. She throws the the pumpkin dogs and the hel- helicopter cats at them. Um, Goslin uses her grappling arrow, and they spin him around, and she forgets to let go. And then they paint uh, Splatter Phoenix into a cage. Um, things just keep happening. And she gets out and she runs outside. Then yeah. what happens? Uh, she she used the turpentine to, to get out, right? Yeah, she gets out. And then what uh, happens? 
Uh, I was going to say, uh, Goslin, she uh, kicks her. She starts fighting because Darkwing feels he couldn't hit a woman. Yeah, he's like, because he, he, he pulls out his gas gun and finds out it's empty. There is no more things for it. It's like a never-ending supply of gas gun you know, weapons, and he turns out he has nothing for it. So he's like, I don't have my gas gun, but I can fight you. And he rolls up his sleeves, and she said, you know, your bourgeois uh, morality would never let you hit a woman. And Darkwing's like, I know, I can't. You do it, Gaz. Yeah, um, she kicks him hard, and then uh, the turpentine spills. What happens to Splatter Phoenix? She melts. Oh, how do you feel about that? Uh, that's kind of like a Wizard of Oz type thing, and that means like she was always painted. She wasn't real, you know? And LP gets into that in a minute. Yeah, so the turpentine hits her. I do like her reaction. She just goes, darn it, darn it, darn it. <laughs> and she melts, and Darkwing looks at her after she melts and goes, right. Pretty much what I'm thinking. Right. Okay. But I do think this is the funniest part of the episode. Launchpad doesn't understand what happened. Mm-hmm. He's really confused. Because um, he's like, did someone paint her? Did she paint herself? And if she didn't, who did? Maybe we're all paintings. Um <laughs> That's funny. And Darkwing's yeah. like, Launchpad, stop. You're just going to give yourself a headache. You'll drive yourself nuts, he says. Yeah. And then they, they start giving out an award uh, at the con, right? For the superhero who defeated Splatter Phoenix, like the best superhero. Mm-hmm. Um, who is it? It's Frankie. <laughs> Frankie didn't defeat Splatter Phoenix. Nah. He got the I, credit. I think the guy who was, who was announcing it, I think that's Terry. Um, and it ends with Darkwing and Goslin passing out on the floor. And that's that's how we end. Um, I don't like this episode. Uh-uh. Um, I feel like they should have done a lot more with Splatter Phoenix, a lot more with her. I think the comics that she showed up in in Joe Books a few years ago, that was better than this, a lot more creative. Honker should have been in this. The Hanho animation is really weak. The story is a mess because it's just characters doing things the whole time. And they really did a terrible job bringing Splatter back. Like, she is a shell of her former self. She is, if this was the only episode she was in, I'd say she's one of my least favorite villains. Mm. I just, I don't like this one. Um, Do you want me to give a score on it now? Yeah, you go first. (laughs) A big, fat, round zero. Whoa, not even I a point five, not a point eight, I, I like I like this one less than Dirty Something, and that one got a zero. Oh, wow. So this so, is your worst episode of this all is, the Dark this is the Yeah. I can get through Dirty Something. I just can't stand Ample Grime. This one is really hard to sit through. When I was watching it and found out there was still 10 minutes left of it, I was just like, this isn't over yet. Um... This is a hard one to watch. Like, this is, I think, the worst one of ABC season two and probably the worst Darkwing Duck episode, period. I know it has its fans because everybody likes Splatter Phoenix and Quiverwing Quack. I understand that. Mm -hmm. Love it if you want to. I'm not going to take it away from you. But I really don't like this one. This This is the bottom for me. Oh, wow. I know you like it a little bit more than I do. Um, So go ahead and rate it, Will. Alright, well, I don't hate this episode, but I don't love it either. Um, I, I could deal with it. Um, 
I do like the quivering and uh, Darkwing jokes and, you know, their whole debate and stuff. And then, like, how quivering keeps having the upper edge on him, you know, with the fans and stuff. And, like, she's getting more attention. And it, it, it's killing Darkwing's ego. Um, Splatter, there's nothing. You know, this is the thing. She was so awesome in the brush with Oblivion. You would think for her comeback, you know, like, man, this is going to be a great episode. Yeah, the ending is going to be weak because she was defeated so well in uh, a brush with Oblivion, you know. But not having Honker there really hurts her, too. Uh, Not having Honker in the episode also hurts it. Uh, The animation is terrible. Her minions just suck, man. She they should have never did the whole minion thing. They should have had uh, them chasing her in paintings again and stuff, you know. They should have. They could have yeah. done more with that. Yeah, they, they could have did more instead of just having her paint random things and boom, pop up, and then they're, they're fighting that whatever she painted. Honestly, um, you know what was a lost opportunity, a missed opportunity? They're in a comic book convention. Mm-hmm. Now maybe it's just because this is what happens in the Joe books comics. Wouldn't it have been cool if they were jumping in and out of different types of comics? Yeah, that like, would Not been like cool. comic book capers. Like, they jump into, like, a manga. Then they jump into a superhero comic. Then they jump into, like, a Mickey Mouse-style comic. Mm-hmm. They jump into, like, a different... Like, all different comics. And, like, the styles change. Yeah, Just, like, like, Brush with Oblivion. Yeah, they could have they done anything. Jack and Jill or Humpty Dumpty. You or know. get lost <laughs> in, like, the comic book advertisement pages. Mm-hmm. Like, they could have done so m- And this is exactly what they do in the Joe Books comics. Um, Darkwing, Launchpad, Goslin, Honker, and Splatter are, like, traveling in all the different comics. There's, mm-hmm. like, CGI Darkwing. There's manga Darkwing. They should have done that. Mm-hmm. Here, it's like they don't know what to do with her. So it's like, let's make pumpkin dogs. Let's make helicopter catch. Yeah, that's interesting. A toasted just, gorilla, a toasted headed gorilla. Octo bunny. It's yeah. just, it's it makes her look so stupid. Yeah. So she yeah she lost a lot to me on this episode. Um, I can deal with this episode, Mike. I don't hate it like you do, but I don't care for it either. So my score is gonna be a one point five. Okay. One and a half. I'm okay with that. Okay, yeah. I mean, it's your uh, score, but I think that's a I think it's an okay score. I just I have my issues with it. So. Okay. Um are are we going to rate her because we rated her last time on a brush with oblivion, but we said based on that episode only. Alone. Yeah. yeah. Do you want to like rate this Splatter Phoenix? 0.5. I've already explained why. Yeah. I'm, <laughs> I'm just, you know, I'm just going to give her a 0. I'm just going to give zeros across the board because She's terrible in this one. Like, I just can't even, I can't even deal with the voice. And she's just like, Splatter Phoenix is going to do this, and I'm going to do this. And it's just like, that's not how Splatter Phoenix talks. And it's just, it's just bad. And it's not even against the actress. For some reason, they chose to change the voice actors. It's not Andrea Martin's fault. Mm -hmm. You know, I don't know why they couldn't get Danny Scott again, but it just doesn't work. Yeah, it's it's really bad, man. All right, so Mike, uh, you're, you're we're done with that episode. Um, what episode we got next? Okay, so here's the thing: we're gonna take a very short break. We're still working on our hot spells episode. We have a plan. It's taking time, so we're gonna give you a couple of bonus episodes next couple of weeks. Not mm-hmm. everything's ironed out. But mm-hmm. we'll have our usual Monday schedule. But me and Will are working on a couple of things, guys. Because um, we want to do something special for Hot Spells, but we're in the middle of ironing it out. 
Yeah. So just just hang on, guys. We're getting there. Yeah, because we, we know what hot spells is. You know, um, Mike, you're not crazy about hot spells at all, right? You, to you, it's just an average episode. It's average. Mm-hmm. I think it's main main interest. The main reason to be interested in it is because it's banned. If it wasn't banned, I don't think it'd be something people would talk about very much, but it just has that notoriety to it. I don't think it's a bad episode at all because it has, you know, (laughs) and the the devil, he's back in it, Beelzebub, you know, it's it's not bad episode, Mm -hmm. but it's mainly notable for being banned. Um, But we want to do it justice, considering it's the most talked about Darkwing episode, especially from this season. So we just want to do it right. So we're taking some time off to work that out, guys. So Okay. All right. So, Mike, man, the people tuning in to us for the first time, where can they find us at? Everywhere. Stitcher, Spotify, Google, iTunes, YouTube, iHeartRadio, Pandora, Pocket Cast, and Radio Public. Um, of course, there's lots more. Um, but I don't need to, to name all of them. We're on every podcast app. Um, do you have any shout outs, Will? Uh, I do have one, but Mike, didn't you say last time you wanted to give a, a shout out to somebody? No, I took care of that last episode. Okay. All right. Well, <laughs> okay. Well, I wanted to give a shout out to two people who started following us and uh, one of us just found our podcast. Her name was Anna Sawyer. And uh, the other one is uh, Pauline Shaban. Shaban. I'm so sorry if I mispronounced your last name, Pauline. Um, no, yes. Well, thank, thank you, guys. Um, I also want to mention to our the listeners, if you haven't discovered them already, uh, we have two different Facebook groups. We have one just for the podcast where we post um, episodes as they drop. We do a character of the week every Sunday. And we have a Facebook group, just a regular group for anyone to join and post whatever they want. Um, so join both, please. Um, the St. Canard Files of Darkwing Duck group, the St. Canard Files of Darkwing Duck podcast are the name of those two uh, Facebook groups. We're also mm-hmm. on Twitter and Instagram as well. Okay. Because not uh, everyone might know about that. <laughs> All right. So, Mike, that's going to wrap up this episode. Uh, I hope everybody has a good weekend and make sure you stay dangerous. Stay funky, monkey. <laughs>